1: Welcome to Dungeons & Doritos, Nerdy Show's epic tabletop role-playing podcast. Hi, I'm Cap, and I play Jamela.
2: Hi, I'm Lefty, and I play Lefty, the Pirate Queen. I'm Colin, and
3: I play Bartholomew Elfgar Gleeman, the werewolf rogue.
4: Hi, I'm Doug, and I'll be dying as Bogo the Barbarian today. <laughs> I am Rule, and I will be your undertaker for this video. <laughs>
1: So uh, last episode, our wonderful game master uh, put us in a terrible situation with scary monsters that were really powerful and everybody's dead but me. Well, no, not dead yet. Not dead yet. Mostly dead,
5: as as Rule said.
1: Uh, Healing checks, bleeding out. It's awful. Um, We all don't really know how this is going to go. There's a very real chance that Doug could die. Really
4: Bogo could a Good die. chance that all of you might yeah, die. Yeah. Or any of you could it, die. There's by a the very end of this. real
5: chance.
2: If Lefty dies, can you please take me back to Cornet Island where clearly there's going to be a medicine person who can bring me back to life?
4: Oh, and you will have a zombie, Lefty? Uh-huh. Yeah, Bringing people back to life in this game usually results in very bad things.
1: So we've we all been really stressed trying to figure out uh, what's going to happen next. But before we get to find that out, we do have to eat some Doritos. Also, I want to say that you can rate and review us on iTunes. That's the best way to get people to discover Dungeons & Doritos if you're, you know, opposed to, to telling your friends about it, which you could also do. And if you want a ton of Dungeons & Doritos bonus content and want to see the show continue, uh, even after character death, really, we'll keep doing it, maybe, please become a backer on patreon at patreon.com slash nerdy show you can also shop through our amazon links everything you buy will give back to nerdy show that's at nerdyshow.com slash amazon before we do eat the doritos i want to give a shout out to frontrunner comics in dallas texas where hugs the gnome has spread the dungeons and doritos love with some message board promos and word of mouth thank you very much hugs
3: wait a minute he's a gnome dirty stinky gnome
1: yes hugs the gnome is a uh is a gnome I cannot uh, verify the dirty well, or stinking part. The, then
3: he is untrustworthy, and you should not believe his lies.
4: You're prejudging people based on one experience.
3: That's the Gleeman way. Uh, Barty, the lo-
4: <laughs> Barty the lovable racist. He's a werewolf, he's a racist.
1: Good job. Good job. Well, you know, we
2: want to make sure Nerdy Show is representing America. <laughs> That's right
1: fuck yeah (laughs) well there's nothing more representing America than eating a bunch of corn chips from other countries but in this case (laughs) we're going to kick it off the top with one that's extremely American because it is a gratuitous promo we didn't think we were going to get it but we thanks to a dear friend of ours got the Guardians of the Galaxy volume 2 special edition Doritos soundtrack that is a Doritos bag that plays the entire soundtrack to the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 movie film for theaters
2: I love the future
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll have pictures of this on this episode's page. It comes in a very sturdy cardboard box, and it comes with a USB cord and some shitty vintage headphones. (laughs) It's it's an unusual thing. The bag is super thick. There's a power button. It makes the bag light up. (laughs) That's cool. Light up Doritos symbol there. So you open the bag, and out from it comes a bag that looks like this bigger bag, but it's a little bag, and it's full of just bullshit nacho cheese Doritos. Enjoy, Uh, folks. That's what they
3: package with it?
1: Meanwhile, in Australia, they actually have a completely unique Guardians of the Galaxy flavor on green chips called Supernova.
2: Wait, why does Australia get the fancy flavored Doritos? Well, because
1: we get this bullshit bag that you could buy (laughs) from Amazon, but it does play the entire Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack.
5: I heard Uh, that in other countries, Cool Ranch is called American Flavor. Yeah, cool American
1: in some places, yeah. Nice. I
5: bet they're changing that. Though. Not so cool American. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's a
1: headphone jack on the front of the bag. It has volume controls, and basically there's, there's buttons underneath the surface of this bag and some mm-hmm. foam inside of it so you can press against it, and it'll... Then yeah, I'm going to press play here, and... Iron So as you can hear, the, the dulcet tones of brandy coming over these uh, these cheap headphones.
5: What a good chip <laughs> you be.
1: So that's the intriguing and pretty cool novelty bag that is the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Doritos. And that was sent to us by uh, Vine celebrity turned Instagram celebrity, our close personal pal Chad Jamian, who uh, filmed a great video with this bag and we'll link to it on this episode's page. Uh, but now we have to take care of some unfinished business and that is that Evan Baumel sent us a ton of different Doritos flavors from his trip to Israel every flavor he could find and it was an extensive list what I've done since last time is last time we had them all in the studio mm-hmm. I have now sent some of them to Colin and Lefty so that we can all try some of these Israeli Doritos now since we have already opened a bag of nacho cheese let's open according to a website I found the world of Judacia mm. this is considered Mexican nacho flavoring let see if it's the same thing. Uh, Colin, you have um, this same chip. I have it in regular Dorito shape, and you have it in Dinamita rolled up shape.
3: Yes. Alright, let's see.
1: Uh, definitely nacho a little stale. Match, huh? Okay, this is very much like Nacho Nacho Doritos, but thicker. More Frito-like.
3: Yeah, it's definitely got that Frito flavor. Um, Guys, you dove right
2: in. You didn't crunch off.
1: Because it was stale, It let's say it's, it's, a, it's a bad don't first count. crunch it off. Don't count. Hold
2: on. I gotta lick the chip.
1: Uh, Lefty, what, uh, what, which ones do you have?
2: I've got the purple israeli bag, the skinny red israeli bag, salsa verde and the raspberry one.
1: According to World of Judacia, this is Elite Doritos corn chips with barbecue grill flavoring.
2: Oh. Now, Ooh. I think these are stale, so I'm just going to give
3: Ooh. give them a lick.
1: If if you have a, if a Doritos stale but you still want to taste the chip, Enjoy the, the flavor. flavoring is still good.
3: Mine is not bad, mine is still. The Dinamita style, regardless of its staleness or not, it is still a like, crunchy, satisfying dorito experience
2: the barbecue is almost like if you were making barbecue sauce for pancakes
1: huh so it's sweet it tastes
2: like like i feel like i should be eating this at ihop like they're trying to appeal to people who like savory things but they still have to make stuff sweet (laughs) you know what's different
3: about these though it's not just nacho flavor there's like a smokiness in it
1: that's true yeah yeah now, now, Lefty, you have a red bag. It seems like it's maybe also Mexican nacho flavoring, but I don't know.
2: Mm. I like these because they're miniature. They're so cute.
1: So they're tiny Doritos. Would you say they're like a third or a fourth of a Dorito? I'd
2: say that you could make a triforce symbol on a Dorito and that cut it up and then it would be that size. Okay. it's pretty standard. I feel like I'm just eating Doritos that are tiny.
1: Well, we have another one in the studio, which looks 100 percent like Salsa Verde. It's described as being sour and spicy flavoring, which also could be Salsa Verde. I'm happy to say that in Florida, Salsa Verde has finally become a standard flavor for the grocery store aisle.
5: Oh, damn. Oh Nice. So uh,
1: so we've about damn time. Right. I know it's ridiculous. The regional varieties of Doritos in this country. So we've got some standard bags of salsa verde in the studio, and we've got this Hebrew one here, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna find out if it's the same thing. It is 100% not.
2: <laughs> oh, salsa verde is legit spicy. I bet Hex doesn't like these at all.
1: <laughs> these are a little sweet too. Yeah, not even remotely the same. So interesting. They both have a sour tang to them oh, they yeah. both have heat but the yeah. israeli one is legitimately sour and also spicy but the sour comes first
5: salsa verde was way more spicy i think i mean they look
1: they look like the exact same packaging yeah it's it's totally the same graphic yeah <laughs> i mentioned
2: how great doritos are with coffee
1: oh yeah That's so weird Well, in Japan, it's beer and Doritos. That's the
4: thing.
2: That at least makes sense to me. It's like putting out pretzel sticks at a bar. Yeah, yeah.
4: I haven't really had Japanese beer, though. Mm. If you look at the difference between like even German beer and American beer, there's a huge Mm. difference there.
3: That's true. All right, Cap. All I got is this yellow Mm. Israeli
1: bag. That's that's the natural corn chip. Yeah, that might be uh, corn chips with natural flavoring. (laughs) All
3: right. right, I'm going to give it. I think these might be stale because the bag was slightly deflated, but... Tastes like just basically salt.
1: Natural flavor. <laughs> That's the flavor right there.
3: This is straight up, give me some salsa tostinos.
1: <laughs> I find that, that the Doritos version of a plain tortilla chip doesn't have the same structural integrity. No, of...
3: it's got basically the same strength. Like, I could very easily pick up some salsa with this. I'm, I'm testing the tensile strength of this guy, <laughs> and it's uh, it's holding up pretty well.
1: Last but definitely not least, the taste that I have been wanting to sample for a very long time, a Japanese oh, Dorito. And we're going to do a crunch off for this one. It's a purple bag. Metallic
2: purple bag. Yeah. It's completely shiny. It looks like Fruit Ninja. There's like a cranberry that's like
1: mid-burst. Is it a cranberry? It looks
4: like a cranberry to me.
2: But there's like droplets of magic shooting off of it and onto (laughs) your Doritos.
5: All right. Well, I won't reveal what it is just yet. It
3: does say super strong sour. It also
5: says ume strong and dip it.
3: They do have red flecks.
5: Ready? Oh my god! It's gonna
3: be a sourdough. Three, Ah! two,
5: one. Oh! Oh! What the? What is that?
4: (laughs) Holy crap!
5: What (laughs) is it? (laughs) Mmm. Woo! I love Mm. this.
2: What What the hell is
5: that? Well, it's not bad. No, it's very sour, but
2: it's not like like sour patch kids are like like actually make you flinch sour. yeah, it's the flavor it's, of it is sour. super
5: strong but, sour, but that's essence. what that is,
1: but it is close to sour patch kids. It's not right there, but it's close.
5: yeah, that's that is a big surprise. That is, uh, what is that? you get any, any guesses? Um it's is it like, a berry that we should know
3: of, cap?
1: Uh, no, it's not a berry. Oh, I man. I guess I'll just reveal it. It is super strong sour plum, sour plum. plum. Oh, that explains the bag color or ume in Japan ah, what they consider ume a, strong yeah ume strong what they consider plum is more closely related to an apricot <laughs> that totally that's makes sense to an apricot yeah i love dessert doritos this is i mm-hmm. think a first for us it's yeah. amazing
5: man it's strong man, it was good though it's
3: like when you mm. bite into a plum that isn't for me it's at least so not quite ri- ripe yet the the plum is a little harder that's what this tastes like
1: <laughs> plum harder
3: <laughs> oh man when you lick the powder off
2: your fingers then it's really sour
1: oh word of advice after um, your palate hits the, the super sour of the ume, you chase that with a salsa verde, the normally somewhat subtle salsa verde flavor, it pops.
3: Oh. Is it the heat that pops or the flavor that pops? Flavor. The flavor. See, this is what I love, like, the mixing of chips. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, like a pairing, you know? <laughs> like, we, that's what we should be doing. We should. My favorite was pizza. when we made burgers.
1: <laughs> yeah. By
3: far, that was the, you know, the pinnacle.
1: Anyway. We're knocking on death's door, but we're filled with Doritos, so maybe with the super strong plum flavor will carry us through.
3: And in the words of Peter Pan, death would be a great adventure.
0: Mm, hello! It's Galdap, the wizard, who will now inform you of what has come. Except in this case, it seems like the hosts kind of did that. If you're tuning into this episode, this is your first Tundra's Ed Doritos. Well, it's also going to be your last Ow! <laughs> Smoke them if you got them. Oh, goodness gracious. We shouldn't have eaten all the homemade Doritos. I've got a sour stomach! (laughs) Anyway, start the show.
4: Okay, Barty. Oh god. You're yes. are dead. Hand in your character sheet. <laughs> <laughs> you have several broken bones. Your collarbone is shattered. You have the sharp pain in your left side. You put your hands over there and you can actually feel part of a rib bone poking out. Ooh. Instinctively, you just kind of press up against it and pop it back in. Oh. Basically, when you were just slammed, you shattered like glass. You can feel the cut from where the rib bone popped out starting to kind of knit itself back together like you can feel it healing and it's all extremely painful if you, i don't know if you've ever broken a bone in the real world but you know the healing is just as painful as the break i mean it just goes on forever but in this case it's all happening pretty quickly before you can even start to pull yourself up off the floor everybody around you is lying on the floor some of them in their own blood Jamala is lying, and her clothes are actually kind of smoldering everybody's unconscious. You're the only one awake. If -hmm. somebody
3: is more damaged, they give off that smell of death. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, Can I kind of perceive that sort of thing? Roll it. 13.
4: The, The smell of charred flesh is overpowering almost everything, but you also get the sense that time has passed by hours, not minutes. Whoa. You really can't get past that, that overwhelming smell of smoldering flesh. Even when one of the, uh, the creatures themselves still has part of their skin is still bubbling from the, from the heat of the attack.
3: Uh, is there anybody that, I mean, from that perception, was I able to tell anything about, like, the state of which people were in? I mean, because clearly everyone is fucked.
4: You can't tell over that tell. Over, yeah, okay. over that smell.
3: I mean, can I move?
4: Very painfully, you slowly start to get up. You can feel like the bones, the broken bones, even though they're knitting together. You can feel them shifting and painfully protesting against every action that you take.
3: Uh,
4: then, uh, I mean, who do I... Can I
3: see Jamala? Can I see... Um,
4: you can see Jamala. She's not far away from you. So
3: I head, I guess I head towards head towards Jamala.
4: When you get to her, she's she's breathing... You, you roll her over and she starts to stir and, and she kind of fights back into consciousness as she's as you're moving her. she's very I guess you could call it pale for her hmm.
3: Just uh, can I, I, so I, I slowly shake her Does, is that is that rousing her in any way? Yeah
6: Okay. <laughs> oh no. Oh, no, Barty! Uh, uh, Lefty, Bogle, they're uh, they're, they're dying!
3: Uh, What what am I supposed to do, Jamal? What am I supposed to do? Uh,
6: Is there, like, a pile of things, medicines, potions that that old witch lady was working on?
4: In in your panic, you're, you're kind of fumbling around, looking around for things. When you were hanging, when she had you hanging in the cave, you saw her, like, working in this, like, little corner of the cave, messing with a bunch of things, and uh, you don't know what any of that stuff is, but you see little skulls that are upturned and used as bowls, and uh, that's that's where she was working at before.
6: The, the witch was doing this thing, she was like doing some bloodletting, and then she rubbed it on one of the Jotun, and uh, that might be something. It's the only thing we've got.
3: Uh, Take one of my daggers and and, and cut, cut... No, don't no, no, just help me find it. Just- I roll uh, perception to smell blood that's everywhere all over this cavern. Um, I critically failed. <laughs>
6: <laughs> and I rolled a one. I got yeah. nothing. <laughs> I, 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 got, I
3: smell nothing. Just, I, oh, it's it's, it's uh, everywhere, uh, Jamala. Uh, uh, there's what? blood everywhere. Uh, go, go,
6: go topside to, to Bogo and, and Lefty. And, and, and do and what? Make sure they're not choking all their own blood.
3: Oh, jeez, all right. <laughs> I guess I'll, I'll run out. I'll hobble.
4: Yeah, you hobble. hobble. Your version the... of a rung is a very slow crawl onto have. Yeah. You guys can fail runs. searches over and over. All that means is that more time is taken Seven. if you're looking for it. You find you find a spilled bowl. Oh, shit. There's, uh, <laughs> there's a small amount of this blackish putrid crap in a bowl. This is probably what she was using. There's not much left.
6: Okay, and I assume if it's on the ground, it's been absorbed into the dirt or something? It's
4: mixed with the blood of the trolls and the other Uh, stuff. Okay,
6: well, I I take what I have, and I move as fast as I can past Bati, if I have to, to get up topside directly to Lefty.
4: They're both on the ground. They are badly wounded. Lefty is not regaining consciousness, and neither is Bogo.
3: If Jamala is going to Lefty, then I I am going to go to Bogo. What can I do for Bogo?
4: Uh, really all you can do at this point is just try and keep like his extremities that that are wounded elevated bogo's extremely pale uh his breathing is so slow uh, you, you, at first you didn't you weren't sure if he was even breathing at all
3: jamala did you, you got the stuff you have the, you have the healing stuff you have the potion bogo needs it he, he's dying he's dying so
6: I'm already at Lefty. I'm definitely uh, using what I can to plug the most vital wounds. And if I do think that there's enough that I could give some to Bogo, I will. But obviously, I have my priorities.
4: Do you have a medicine skill or first aid or anything like that? We got Jack.
6: I have Wilderness Survival.
4: Okay. Roll Wisdom-based Wilderness Survival test.
6: Six for Wisdom, and my Wilderness Survival level is two, so eight.
4: Okay, mm-hmm. so you cut some stuff off of your your cloak, yeah. and, and dip it in there, and that's that's gonna make it go a lot farther. And you just wrap her her most vital, horrible wounds in that cloth and just. Jamal, what are you
3: doing? He's fine. She's breathing. Bogos, he's almost dead. Jamal, get over here with the stuff. I'm busy, damn it! And I don't. haven't. I, I, have I, I run over there and I grab the stuff.
4: Don't <laughs> spill it. What you see inside that bowl is just like... It's like if you ate all the ice cream, the the film that's left in the bowl, that's what you've got.
3: You used it all on Lefty! He's done! Jamala! Uh, I see what she's doing, and I wipe it with my cloak and and try and... and see What do I see underneath his breastplates and all that
4: stuff.
6: Is he all rickety? Is he, like, shaking and doing this? Yes. Well, I will take that from him.
4: Yeah. As you're hobbling over, playing in your mind how you're going to help Bogo, she just walks past you, takes it, and just keeps going. E- even playing in your mind's eye what you saw, the wounds, it's like... I'm not even sure where the blood started.
3: I can't do it. I need your help. <laughs> can we mix it with water? I mean, like can we can it out or something? I mean, make it a little more. Uh, Shut I mean, up. To... Shh, shh, shh. This
6: is just difficult. Shut
3: up. Do you need I... some more blood? I got, I got blood. I can cut, I can cut cu- my hand. I can cut my, i cut my arm. Uh, we can mix some blood in there. You might turn please. into a werewolf. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. I got a dagger right here. I'll do body, it. It'll heal. Body,
6: body, body. What did you tell me about werewolves?
3: You said you had to kill the werewolf beside you. What's better? What's better? Keeping him alive or, or, or turning him into a werewolf? He, he could be one of Broden's chosen warriors. Only if it kills you. That's on you.
6: He's a really nice guy, but...
3: You'd rather him be dead? I'm doing it. And I cut open my arm and I just pour it into the bowl.
6: I step back, okay. hands in the air. That's your choice. That's 100% your choice. It's not my choice to make. <laughs>
4: It's about mid-morning when Bogo starts to stir. <laughs> uh, he opens his eyes, but he tries to say something. He can't really talk; it's like comes out as a cough. <coughs>
6: Bogo, see, I told you it would work, tomorrow. I told you it would work. If that, if that even did anything, and also
3: worst-case
4: scenario, I mean,
6: <coughs> Bogo,
3: are you? What can we do for you? What, what what's wrong, buddy?
5: What, what how can we help you? I don't know if I'm of a mind to even.
4: Yeah, yeah he yeah. can't he can't vocalize. He can cough is like a like a dry, raspy like exhalation of air, but he's not forming words. He, he looks confused as he's looking between the two of you. You know, he might be thirsty too.
6: Okay, well, we'll get some, give him some water, and and just for for reference, I know we've already picked through the entire little cave thing here. Yeah,
4: you guys brought the the, the bodies back inside the cave to at least <sighs> get them warm by the fire. Um, so
6: assume we've also cut down the surviving crew member. Yeah,
4: there's yeah. Yeah, and, and he's unconscious, but his breathing seems to be uh, getting better. You you found some clean water. Some stale Doritos. Yeah, and, and you guys have basically just kind of kept a watch for the past few hours. Mm-hmm. But was there
6: anything uh, of, of use that we could inventory from this? Because I'm, I'm worried. I've been thinking the whole time that we've been waiting for our friends to wake up again. How the hell are we getting out of here?
4: Only Jamal is physically capable of lifting anything that weighs more than five pounds. Oh, am I not you're still, back in the game yet? No, you're still... Your bones are... are, are you're, You've got three, four months of broken three, bone four here. four months! Of broken, shattered collarbones. Compound fractures in your ribs. Just You should be in traction. You're doing months of healing within hours. So okay. it's still so, hurts. So where like, am
3: I percentage-wise right now?
4: I'd say you're about 20. All right.
3: I mean, Jamala, what are we going to do? We need to get out of here. How are we going to get home? We
4: we can't carry them. Let me ask you a question, though. Where would you go? Remember how you got here to begin with.
6: uh, The only thing I could figure is because we have no idea where we are, we can hardly see the sun, if at all. We're we're completely screwed by by the very nature of where we are.
2: Oh, my God god, you guys, you're making it worse. Lefty! <laughs>
6: and I go over to her and I kiss her all over the face, I'm so glad you're alive! Oh, it hurts. <laughs> shh, <laughs> shh,
3: I brush your hair, shh. Oh.
6: It's gonna be
3: okay. Uh, Lefty, how you feeling? What's going on? Like, what, what, uh, is anything broken? Everybody hurts. <laughs> uh... All right, oh, okay, all right. So clearly that hurts, but does it like? Uh, I'm just gonna leave Jamal and Lefty to their devices there, and I'm gonna go back over to Bogo and see. I mean, do we have any more of that stuff? Is it? Is there any more of the the juice? Any more of the good stuff?
6: Um. Okay. I have zero alchemical training. Is there anything that I can do with my limited skill set to sort of put the pieces back together of what maybe some of these ingredients were and how maybe to make some stuff out of what there is present?
4: You know enough to know that if you don't know what you're doing, don't try it. Okay. Okay. At this point, it's going to be time and just caring for them.
3: If, If we got in the shit, there's no way that the werewolf isn't coming out. I... Don't think I can I can barely hold it together right now. As and
6: long as you don't tear out our throats, that's fine.
3: That's what I'm saying, Jamala. I don't know if I would be able to control myself because all of these people around here bleeding and wounded.
6: Okie dokie, um right, uh filed away for worrying about it a later time. <laughs> we used to do a lot of what you might call booby trapping. For, because that word didn't refer to breasts, because we didn't know what they were. To uh, to for trapping of creatures in caves and so on, detecting whether things were around. So I have great experience in taking small crevasses and making them either weaponized or jangly, so that they would be producing noise and warnings and so on.
3: Well, then let's do it. I mean, we got we got bones outside. We got uh, we got cloth. We got some some stuff. We need to do something. If
6: you have two hands at work, I will assign you tasks, but
3: you're
6: a little, little, little shitty still. If yeah, you no, like, I'm not,
3: that's what I'm saying. I can't fight. I can throw a dagger from the floor. That, I mean, that's what I can do. Super duper. Okay,
6: I'm going to roll to booby trap.
3: <laughs> oh. Why?
4: Why? <laughs> she makes a very neat pile of bones at the entrance of the cave. If somebody uh. does walk across it, if they don't think to step over it, might knock it down.
6: Okay. That's just, uh, that's just a start. You're getting piled
4: but, uh, up there. That,
5: like when you do an Ikea, you have to lay them all up so you know which one's <laughs> where. <laughs> this is mistress
3: of the steam tunnels, huh? There's any wow. steam here?
6: There's just steam.
3: So all, all your booby traps are made with steam, huh? Not not tunnels, and, just steam. And roots. We're, we're dead.
4: We're, we're dead. You noticed? Uh, when you're standing out here, not as in a panic as you were the last time you came out here to try and heal these friends of yours that... The air, the 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 atmosphere of the forest is is different now. It's it's less claustrophobic, less menacing. It's it's more foresty.
3: Huh? What? Uh, it doesn't. Well, something's different. I don't know, Aunt Jamala, Something is different about this forest. It feels more normal. You could? Can, can you hear the birds? I mean, can you can you feel the air? It it. It doesn't seem like it did before. It didn't seem like, it felt like there were eyes everywhere. Now it doesn't feel that way.
4: You, you kind of notice what he's saying, but the odd thing is that is when he says, do uh, you hear the birds, you start really listening to them and it's got like a rhythm to it. Like almost like over here on the right, you hear a bird chirping and then over here on the left, you hear a reply and then down the road, another reply. They, they, they actually have a distinct like pattern, almost like they're communicating.
6: Not like the people impersonating birds, right? Um, let me roll for ornithology.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where's Brandon oh, when you okay. need him?
6: Uh, I could try to meditate and commune with one of my chromatic heads of Tiamat. Th- this, um, this little cave—is it like what is? What is it into? What is it into? I don't think it's
4: we have- more like, like a. You're in like a, a dried up riverbed, and this is more like a, what would have been like an underwater cave.
6: Um, I'm going to go up to the dirty cliff face, probably, mm-hmm. and above the cave, and just uh, cross my legs and attempt to void my mind of thoughts and give praise to Tiamat, and and let the green head of of Tiamat, Emmerich, flow into me.
4: Lefty and Bogo, Lefty, you're a lot more coherent now. You can you can move around. It's still very painful for you to do so. Bogo, now that you you could talk, you're you're giving yourself your own water and drink and stuff like that. Um, but you guys are still very much in pain. You guys are very aware now of what, everything that's going on around you and the exasperating discussions between Barty and uh, Jamala.
2: Do I notice anything about this whistling?
4: No, you're you're still inside the cave. The you could get up and move around. You just don't want to. <laughs> the right. idea of getting up, moving around seems everything hurts. Yeah. I rolled a seventeen. You are doing everything perfectly, but you can't seem to connect.
6: As though there's
4: a unusual dampening on magic, as if you were shouting out to say, "Hey, I'm here, let's talk," and nobody is answering.
6: That's real bad. Um, what does that what does that tell me about magic in this place?
4: Either you've pissed off Tiamat, or Tiamat has no business being anywhere near here and can't hear you because she is too far away. Okay. So either can't or won't.
6: That's very disturbing. Um, My eyes open with a flash and hastily I move downstairs and if Barty's still loitering at the front I'm going to uh, shove the pirate into a circle where Bogo and Lefty are socializing and I'm going to make everybody join hands and I'm going to attempt to do
3: a blessing of hope.
5: As you grab Bogo's hand, I go, "Ow!"
3: Are you here? Are you, what, what, buddy? Are you? Are you back?
5: Yeah, I, I, I never left.
3: <laughs> How do you feel?
5: <laughs> I want to go home. <laughs>
3: okay, well, we're, we're gonna bring, buddy. We're gonna bring you home. We're all gonna get home safely. Don't worry.
6: Casting of ten.
4: It's working.
6: I'm doing a blessing of hope. So, uh, this, this pirate, if you're paying attention here, concentrate on good feelings if you can, and uh, I, I'm pretty sure you can, but but give, give it, a, give it a try. Let me. Be your guide for for feeling good. So I'm gonna do the actual effect now.
4: Nine. Everybody feels nine points better. Great, and that's Whew.
6: it's a dwindling effect. So I don't know if that's gonna actually. <laughs>
4: It's like if, a sugar rush. If
6: it's gonna give anybody a healing test, I suppose you'll you'll get a little better, and then it, then it won't you'll stop getting. Yeah, it'll.
4: Better. Yeah, it'll. It, what what it's basically like, kind of like a morale booster as well as you know inspirational, kind of makes you feel like where before you were hurt and depressed and despairing, you're. Yeah, we we might be able to do this.
6: Let it, letting the the light of my tiamat based spells. Filmy. Uh, apparently they still work, even though, and that was, see, Blessing of Hope is the only thing I have aside from Armor of Wrath that's not like, that wouldn't cause a commotion that would potentially draw nasty skills. Yeah. And also, it seems like everybody needed it anyway. I don't know what this means.
4: Well, it, it means, basically, that your powers given to you by Tiamat haven't been taken away.
6: So simply that, that the goddess would not want to be here, that there's something that the goddess might fear?
4: Or this isn't, like, her neighborhood like her domain, this might be the domain of others.
2: Music mm-hmm.
3: How you feeling? You, you? Do you have any desire to to use your legs to scratch behind your ears, or uh, do you have a any any desire to to gnaw on on on, any, on some raw meats, or uh, are you finding hair growing in funny places, or your your teeth getting a little bigger, or uh, anything like that?
5: Oh, I had. Teeth get bigger and uh, hair in weird places. Maybe eight years ago.
3: I'm not talking about those days. I'm talking about now. Like you know, in the last couple of days, couple of hours, oh, anything uh, like that.
5: Everything hurts, but I'm hungry. But I don't. I'm 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 okay. Are you Are you okay? Like not <laughs> doesn't oh. you know?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not tip top, but I'm in a lot better shape than you are, friends. How how you do? How's the pain level from a a uh, uh, one to ten. Where are you? Where are you on that on that scale, there, pal? Uh,
5: one to ten. He's gonna look at both of his hands. <laughs> uh, one out of ten. I'd say my head is a nine, and my chest is a ten. Uh. Legs are about a four. Arms are maybe seven and a half. Yeah.
3: Wow. Okay. Oh, wow. That thing. That, that, okay. Oh,
5: all right. Uh, that, that's,
3: yeah. That's. Yeah. That. Yeah. Well. Of course they are. Uh can I stop
5: counting because it hurts? When I yeah,
3: count? you can stop counting, buddy. And uh, do you want to hear a story? It might distract you.
5: What? What kind of story,
3: buddy? Oh, well, I mean, the best of story. A story about me. <laughs> I don't know. We're getting to know each other. I, fe- I feel like maybe I could...
5: You ever been in a situation this bad before? Uh,
3: nope. Nope. Sure haven't.
5: I was yeah. hoping you would know something that would help.
3: I- I've got the gift of gab for you, my friend.
5: What's what's the gift of gab?
3: Well... <laughs> Can I have it? And, I- and I'm interested... In uh, in your stories too, Bogo. I, that's what I do. I collect stories, and maybe oh. you could tell me one of yours one day. I, I anyway to pass the time. I Gonna you know trade,
5: trade adventures. Uh, Collectible.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is this is one of my rare ones. Uh, oh, <laughs> it's, it's gold. Fire. Yeah, it's gold lined. Uh, <laughs> when I was coming up, we. I don't know what your childhood was like. I had a lot of, I didn't move around a lot. Papa Gleeman and I, we were moving around a lot. He was he was in theater. Do you know theater?
5: There would be people come through the village and, and, and sing and dance. That's
3: and... exactly what we would do. Papa Gleeman and I, he would be moving around to Rita looking for work wherever we could go. But then one day he ended up getting a, a job. Uh, he landed a set the gig uh, as a company member of the renowned Arch West Hall in Queso Cove. You heard of Queso Cove?
5: uh no is that is that a nice place or a bad place
3: oh it's a great uh well it's where i grew up my friend queso cove is it's the shining jewel of the dordito nuevo coast it was a it was nice it was a the the breeze always blew off of the ocean and the smells of the cook fires and the inns and the brothels they were always uh
5: what's what's a brothel
3: uh, have, do you? Mm, it's where they make broth. Yeah, that they thank you, Jamala. It's where oh, they make broth. I love broth. <laughs> yep, yep. You'll love a brothel. We we could go someday. A- anyway, we'll go to makes, a brothel my mother, together. My
5: mom makes a really good broth.
3: I'm sure she does. <laughs> we could, I, I'd love to taste your mom's broth one day.
5: <laughs> you think if it's good enough, she could open her own brothel?
3: Oh yeah, we'll talk to her. Is she back in town? Yeah, yeah. We'll let we'll talk to her about opening up her own brothel when we get back into town. She got the best in the Northlands, the best broth in the Northlands.
5: It's my favorite, at least.
3: You tasted it often.
5: She'd make it for me when I was feeling sick.
3: Oh yeah, always makes you feel better. Broth does. Down at the brothel, anyway. So, uh, you know, I was I was pretty young, but we settled down in queso Cove, and i had met two other boys uh vistas clemency and berto elcon berto and 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 visti as i called him and uh we were just scamps about town and that's uh we were running around popping into pubs and inns doing odd jobs here and there carrying barrels of of mead or uh learning from a, a local fisherman how to hook a line or or a, or, a passing juggler, how to how to juggle knives. That's actually where I learned how to how to do knife throwing. Was uh, on the docks of Queso uh, Cove. That's where I met Jack.
5: Oh, this is the, the guy. This is that that guy you were worried
3: about. Yeah, Black Pepper Jack. You you were friends. We go pretty far back, Jack and I do. That's not the story that I'm going to tell today, but uh, that's 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 for a different day with a pint of ale in my hands and some Doritos by my side. The uh Jack and I we go back pretty far. Anyway, uh that that we, that was a good time. But we, we were having a good time running around the docks. We were, you know, lovable scamps, making fun all over all over uh, Queso Cove. But one of the various adventures that comes to mind is uh there was a boy named Meredith. He came from a reasonably well off family and uh from the port town his father was a was a harbor master he was hard on the captains and, and the merchants but uh, he was harder on his family and i don't know what happened he ran with a richer bout of boys we were poor my dad was a theater performer so we didn't account for much but meredith i don't know why he always picked on jack but he always did and and i don't know what he said to jack one day i don't i just i don't think it matters but jack it was the first time I ever saw him take it too far. We all knew that Meredith's father was, was hard on, on him, and Jack decided one day that he just had to frame him. He had to make Meredith know that it was Jack, or him, and that no one was going to stand in the way of Jack. We went into Meredith's father's storeroom and were able to steal a whole cartful of Miracle-Spice Doritos. You stole I mean, it was to get back at Merediths for whatever it was he was doing we, we, we so we took the we took the cart and we ate him, but we saved the bags and the dust and in the middle of the night we went back in put all the dust on Meredith's fingers and draped some of the bags criminally all around his his room and we knew in the next morning that his father would wake up and see the bags and definitely take his anger out on on Meredith. And he did. Meredith lost a hand. I don't know how I felt after that. For his insolence, his father had to punish him in some way, and for some reason he felt like that needed to be permanent so that he would always remember to not steal from his father. And he he took his lying hands and cut off one of them.
5: Did Jack feel bad about
3: that? No. Jack felt justified. I don't rightly know why, but... That was a turning point for Jack. Jack was proud of the work that he had done. But I... I went back to talk to Papa Gleeman, and Papa was not happy with me. He took me aside, and he told me that that's not what we do. You need to own your actions. We always talked about things in terms of theater. We had to own it. Just how, as you would get up on stage, you would become a character, and you commit, you would own who you were as that character. And if it comes from a place of honesty in your heart... You knew that you were doing the right thing, that you were owning it. You were being this person, and you were true to the character. And he told me that I had to be true to myself, true to the character of Barty. He said that honesty is such a lonely word, but that's the difference between you and Jack. He said that he liked Jack, but he he would lie to get ahead, and that he was proud of me for telling him the truth. But he said that if you're doing something... And you have to lie in order to do it. And you know in your heart that you're lying about it. That you know that it's the wrong thing to do. But if you're doing it with honesty, if you're doing it from your heart, and you know that it's true, then it's the right thing to do. I'm always come from a place of honesty.
5: Bogo nods. Only oh,
3: in performance, but especially in life. And that's the Gleeman way. That's the way I've lived my whole life. And Bogo, I promise you, I will always, always be honest with you always Really? Really.
5: Not a lot of people are honest with me. Why not? I think they think I'm easy to fool. And I guess I am a little bit. Oh, you're no dummy? My mom said I'm 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 not I'm stupid, but you don't have to be stupid to be fooled. Even smart people get fooled. That's what she says.
3: I've been fooled many times. <laughs> What about you, pal? Oh, I
5: don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have an adventure like that. I thought, I thought, trading adventures would be a little more even. I I, I, I don't, I've never gone on anything that big. This is, this is the, the, the biggest adventure I've ever been on.
3: i tell you, your that. brother's one of Broden's chosen warriors. What yeah. about you? When
5: I was growing up with my brother Dogo, Dogo was always, he was always a little bit faster, and he's always a little bit stronger. And my mother looked after me, and she took care of me. But my dad was always, he's always proud of Dogo, and he's always saying, "Why can't you just beat him once? Why can't you just be faster once?" And I, and I tried. I would always try really hard. Dogo was just better. And uh, eventually, as we got a little bit older, my dad would say things like, "Well, you know, in nature, there's, there's two things. Everything's split with two. You know, you got the." The good and the bad. You've got, you know, the the man who's smart and the beasts who are dumb. Man, woman, all everything's in two for him. And he would say all the good was in Dogo and all the bad stuff was in me because I wasn't wasn't what he wanted. But that's horrible. Yeah, but 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 one day I I got to see that that my dad liked me though. He he would say he didn't, but I know he did because. After after Dogo was picked to to try for Berserker Gang, and, and and he'd left, and and it was just me and me and my dad hunting. My dad was a really really good hunter. He was trying to trying to teach me the ways, and we we were out hunting for boar. I had I had my spear, and and he and he had his. And we saw we saw the boar, and he was like, "Okay, Dogo, just uh, throw it." So I throw it, but I missed. And I hit a tree right, right near the boar, and the and this was a big one. This is this is a big boar for our for our area. And he he started to run. He started to run right for me because because he saw where it came from. He started to run. My father he, he he yelled real angry. He says, "Run! Just do something! Don't stand there!" But I was scared, and I so I but I, so I couldn't move. And the boar he 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 just he came and he and he hit me right right in the in the chest, and it knocked me, it knocked me against the tree, and I fell, and I was hurt, and I I. Was, was in tears i, I couldn't see but, I, but I, when i looked up i saw my dad he was running over and he was and he was killing the boar he was he was just attacking it like like he went crazy and, and he was angry and, and yelling at it and the boar was fighting him back and the next thing i know they, they 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 both fall over and my father had killed the boar but he was hurt and i was hurt so i picked him up and I started to drag him, and I was just... I was just a little bogo. I wasn't wasn't very big, but I just... I grabbed him by his cape, and I just started to pull and pull, and by the time I got him back to the village, I fell down, and everything went dark, and when I woke up, I was in my bed, and my mother was taking care of me, and I asked what happened to Papa, and she said that he died because of the uh, injuries that he got, but that they, they thought I was going to be okay. I knew that he jumped in to save me at the last, last minute, and he wouldn't let, he wouldn't let me die, so I know there was at least something, and he, you know, he cared, but it was in a way I didn't fully understand, but I don't know. Mom said one day I would know, but the only other time I was hurt, and I don't know if it was as bad, but a few years after that, we were getting ready, Uh, all the, I don't know what it's like in the. Uh, Queso Cove. But when all the all the kids they start to become of age, they're about to be men, and then the girls are about to be women. We have we have a uh a, I like a, where this
3: is going a, a,
5: a, a festival. There's there's a a, a spring blossom festival. I, no one ever really talked to to, to to old Bogo. I just kind of you know I would play around the house and I would play in the you know on the outskirts of town. And I'd make you know my friends were animals and all sorts of things. But but there was one person who wasn't making fun of me. She was uh, the second prettiest girl in the whole village. Everybody knew it. That's, that's what they said. They said she was the second prettiest girl, but she her name was Helva. She just came over to me and asked if she could walk around town with me. Like, you know, I, I, would, I would make my rounds and feed animals and things. And she just, she didn't ever really said much, but she would just follow me and always be watching me. And, and I don't know, I, I, felt, I felt weird. And, and all of her, all of her other friends, they would always laugh. And, but she didn't seem to mind, she would just listen to me talk, and I would tell her things, and, I don't know, it made me feel good, and with the with the festival coming up, I, I asked if, if she wanted to go, because you're kind of supposed to go with somebody, but, you know, so she said yes, and I ran home, and I told my mom, and she she uh, got me a, a nice clean cape that's like cut from the same cloth that my father's cape was, and it looked really great, and it was, it was really nice, and and then the day came, and I was and I and I and I ran up to the festival grounds where they had a bonfire, and everybody's having a good time. But I, I went over and tried to speak to her, but she was always talking to somebody else and didn't really want to talk to me. And I was waiting, and the dances were happening, but you know she she was always dancing with someone else. And finally, I was you know I, I kind of just fell asleep. But when I woke up, the, the fire was being put out. And everybody was leaving, and I saw that she was getting on a cart, pulled by an ox with a few few other friends, and they were all just getting on there, ready to leave, go back to town. It was getting dark, and I wanted to go back, so I I ran up to the cart, and I, I, tried, I tried to climb onto the cart. Everyone was laughing, and I, I says, Helva, what, uh, can I take you back? Can I take you home? And she said no, and said that she didn't really like me. It was all just a dare... And they were laughing and, you didn't like me? Like, not even a little? And she says no. And then one of her friends kicked me and I fell off the cart. And I fell in the mud and got my cape all dirty and I went home. And I hurt for a long time after that. So I don't know which is worse. And it wasn't very exciting, but this is worse pain than those two. But I don't know, and not by much.
3: Heartache is always the greatest pain. I'm sorry, Bogo, that... That's cruel. They're being cruel to you, and you don't deserve that. You're kind. Kindness is your your greatest strength. You're not bad. You don't have the things that people would necessarily look at in a town like this and say, Oh, look at that guy. He's great. He's strong. But you have heart, sir. You have a good heart.
5: Do I have the gift of gab?
3: Yeah. You got the gift of gab. Thank you for giving it to me.
5: Oh, you're welcome you know I saying the story I've, I feel I feel better I feel like like it doesn't hurt as bad
3: good I'm glad of that
4: another day goes in basically uneventful with you guys just trying to keep each other alive Jamala. Uh, he's able to go and forage for some things to eat clean water until Bogo himself is actually more uh, healed by the following day. Over the co- course of four days, without being able to really do much of anything except try to heal, try to get better, basic consensus is you guys can't really form a good solid plan for getting out of here. Bogo, though, does have an idea it's foolish to try and do this now with everybody still being so hurt but really you can you you just have to pick which way you want to go uh, along the river basic survival when you're lost you find a river or a river bank you can follow it in one direction or the other
6: until we you know follow the river to a civilization of Jotun which is great
4: could be that too you know that's the only line that you guys have to follow Jamala and, and Bogo are able to keep you guys fed and healing. By the fourth day, you guys are all still pretty well hurt. Barty is more or less back to normal, but then that's when things go weird again. Uh, after you guys clear kind of the bodies out of the cave and stuff, he's taken to kind of just sitting outside of the cave, just enjoying the forest. And it's on one of these little outings that he started to notice. In the same way, like, a dog might notice or or a wolf might notice that something else is out there and it's getting closer. And he can't smell it, he can't see it, he can't hear it, but he knows it's there and it's coming. And it's going to be here within moments. It's moving fast.
1: Uh, Uh, I mean, does
3: it seem big or does it seem...
4: More like a large group of things.
3: Oh, boy. Um... Run back into Jabala! They're what? coming! They're coming!
6: What's coming? Are they? Uh, oh, damn it!
3: I don't know. Them, the, the proverbial them, the, 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 they, are coming. Okay, I'm I'm
6: going to uh. Get my staff and be at the mouth of this cave in the back. My staff is at the ready. I'm ready to cast something if anything tries to get in here that looks scary and awful.
2: Okay. You're so smart and pretty, Jamala. This is why we're friends. Oh,
4: thank you. What are you doing, Barty?
2: All right. I'm, I'm going to... You
3: know what? I'm going up top.
4: Up top. Above the cave or...
3: Yeah. Above the cave. Okay. Okay. Can you hide like a, at least? Yeah, yeah. I'm laying okay. down on the ground. Like a, you know, like you couldn't see me if I was up there and you came from the other side.
5: Pogo, Alrighty. what are you doing? So I can stand now and everything? I'm yeah. just wounded?
4: Yeah, it's been it's been days.
5: Okay. Um in that case I'll I'll I guess I'll be behind Jamala because she's got the, you know, the magic stuff. Okay. So if anything tries to get close to her, I'll be right there. But that's that's all I can think to do.
4: Lefty?
2: Is there a place I can stand so that if something were coming in and saw Jamala and went to toward Jamala, I would then be behind it.
4: That's where where I want
2: to be. I don't want them to know I'm in the room if they come in, since we don't know what we're dealing with.
4: Okay. Uh, Moments and minutes pass. You're you're just waiting for something to happen. Uh, But you know that Barty hasn't come back, so it's not safe. Barty, though, feels the presence getting closer and closer. And then he starts to see the movement in the forest. And he starts to pick up the smells of wolves, a large... Pack of large, large wolves. They circle into like a kind of a semicircle around the cave one of them a very very large old wolf with scars across one side of his face he doesn't he's missing an eye he steps forward and he sniffs the air around and he growls something to the other wolves you guys can start to hear the wolves from inside the cave jamala can kind of see the movement but she can't make out distinct shapes yet very slowly three of the wolves including the leader start to walk closer towards the cave. Party, are you doing anything at this point? Uh, Stand up. Okay. Hold! The wolves stop. You notice out of the corner of your eye that uh, several of the wolves have kind of circled around the bodies of the Jotun. Two of them kind of take a step back in surprise, and the leader looks up and sniffs the air again, and he takes a couple steps closer. One of the other wolves to the right of him starts growling real menacingly and starts to charge forward towards Barty, but immediately the leader just snaps at him and, and, and he stops. He just stops cold. Barty can hear a conversation happening in the growls. and and they're arguing amongst each other. It's not like words, but the general consensus idea of what's happening is they are arguing with the leader and they all call him Alpha. We were sent because it's the law. Justice must be served, they must be killed. And the leader's saying, we can't. There's the greater law, we cannot kill our kin. We're not going to kill our own kin, we must protect them. That is the greater law. Uh, A fight breaks out between two of the wolves and the leader just lets that happen, and he steps closer to the But it, when he talks, it's like he's having a hard time forming like regular words because his mouth isn't shaped for it. And he accuses you guys of having committed a crime. You've committed a crime, broken the law, you've killed the Guardians.
3: Shit! are <laughs> the Guardians, the, the fucking Yodens. Um. <laughs> We killed the guardians of the forest. the whole forest was protected by these by these creatures and now we killed them. Um, awesome. Um, <laughs> gu- guardians, we, 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 we came here searching for our for our, our crew for, for, for people a part of our party, a people part of our pack. We had to make our pack whole again.
4: One of the other wolves steps forward it's a female but she she growls, the men will come now they'll hunt. the hunters will return because they they have no fear no nothing to fear the, the jotun would slaughter them now now there is no fear the men will come and it's their fault they must die for this
3: there surely must be more of these creatures to so protect your
4: forest nothing so foul that would eat man alpha growls back at the woman in silence or we won't kill our kin but you must leave
3: we have been trying to leave we were so injured from this fight these guardians were were great warriors we will leave this forest, and but we will not tell the people, the Northlanders, the men, of what we saw here. We will make sure that the mystique of this forest stays intact.
4: Gather your can kin. You, Gather your kin. We go now.
3: Can you help? Us, can you help us leave? Gather
4: your kin. We go now. Um. Uh, hey,
3: uh, Jamal, it's time to go.
6: <laughs> uh, and Lefty and Bogo are basically beside me. How's the pirate doing?
4: Does he have a name? You don't know his name.
6: (laughs) I thought she was a
5: good captain. Maybe maybe after (laughs) spending four four days or so, maybe you you would have heard his name. He has gone mute. Oh, he's gone mute? Yeah, he is. Oh, because he's still still petrified? He
4: has not stopped staring at at where the battle took place. Even after you moved the bodies, he's staring at the bodies where they used to be.
6: Uh, Yeah, Lefty, if you could could, uh, usher that that pirate... uh, Toward the cave mouth and we're all gonna
2: yeah hey, hey buddy hey come let's go. let's go to the cave Hey, you,
4: you literally have to lift him up and he, and he starts to kind of work with you on that and as you walk him to the mouth of the cave he's still looking over his shoulder as if those things are going to suddenly magically reappear and come after him again
2: um, I, I gently like put my hands on his shoulders and then work it up to his head and turn his head <laughs> in the direction we're walking
4: as soon and as you start to walk backward or back towards the front of the cave his head slowly starts turning back looking behind him
6: and uh, and with these wolves my god is all the way up and I am not pleased that Barty <laughs> uh divulged how uh, how banged up
4: we were though I'm <laughs> sure it's pretty
6: obvious now
4: yeah when you walk out the wolves, Take a couple steps back, but several, several of them are very, very angry at how this is turning out, and they they want to kill you. But but that that leader is is keeping them in check. You realize that Alpha is not just big; he's at his head is at li- eye level with you.
3: He's like a direwolf.
4: He is huge.
3: A- alpha of this pack. Yeah. Whatever you need to do in order to take us, we, we will go. Uh, clearly, my, my pack is wounded. Can you help us get back to the lands of the men?
4: The wolves start breaking off and start heading, and, and they start to kind of evaporate into the forest. A couple dozen of them are still surrounding you guys as you guys make your way. You notice there's no clear path that they're following, but you see glimpses of wolves running ahead and some of them coming back and, and reporting to Alpha, but you don't hear the what's being discussed. You walk in this manner through the woods for close to two, three hours, as best you can judge, because you have no sun or anything, but you can feel that twilight is coming. When suddenly the wolves stop, and they circle around you guys, and you start to notice the forest kind of coming alive. Things moving out of the corner of your eye, and when you look over, you can't see what was there, but you know that something just, just moved. Off in the distance, between the trees, you see what looks like a stag. It's just making it a black shadow of a, of a great stag with huge antlers. Just every wolf bears down, almost like they're going to lunge. Uh, the hair on the back of the, on their backs just stands straight up. Several of them have a low guttural growl, and it's just becoming a chorus of growls amongst all of them. The stag waits. The Alpha looks to you guys and he says, the king of the forest, the lord of the hidden people, he sent us to kill you. We've defied his laws to obey our own.
6: Oh, boy. We are bad people, on uh, accident as usual. <laughs> <laughs> Billy
0: Squire! Billy Squire, have you seen... Oh, thank you very much, Billy Squire. Okay, Billy Squire, you've got you got yourself packed up Oh, that's a cute little, little cockroach. Luggage may have a little matchbox. not you adorable? Kiss <laughs> your little antennas. I've got all well, my bags are packed and we are ready to go. Okay, so Cove, here we come. No
3: more yeah, dungeons I, and Doritos. No, no. Up. Up. Hey, it. What? Nah, nah. Did you see in the spheres? We're heading off into the... Into the woods with the wolves. Rescued.
0: Because they're gonna eat you and you're gonna die, right? We're done here? We're all done with no. this?
3: Ah, uh, nope, it, it continues, unfortunately.
0: God damn
3: it, you
0: motherfucker!
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> How dare you, sir! up <laughs> and retired! There was no more of this stupid show!
3: kind of come out in retirement for another uh, another tour. Stress burps! You do this to me! God,
0: wolves? What about wolves? What is this, Princess Mononoke? Come on, game master! Giant wolves and, and such. Tune in next month when... Another episode of Dungeons and Doritos comes out apparently. <laughs> God's damn it
6: Oh hello. Thank you so very much for listening to Dungeons and Doritos presented by Nerdy Show. I know what you're thinking. Jamela, I've listened to all the episodes of Dungeons & Doritos. I've heard all this before. Well, shut up, fussy bitches. It's time to listen good. Because if you're not actively participating in what I'm about to say, if you're not listening to these these facts and these accreditations, you're missing a significant part of the Dungeons & Doritos community and special ways that you can help make this show go on forever. So, if you like what you heard, do the responsible thing. Please rate and review us on iTunes, like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audioboom, or subscribe and stream on Google Play. Dungeons & Doritos was performed by Cap Blackard, Colin Peterson, Lefty Lucy, Doug Banks, and Rule Nutson. It was designed and mixed by Colin Peterson, and edited by Jamie Kerrigan. Our original score was composed and produced by Ryan McQuinn, Mike McQuinn, and Steve Roberts. And is available for purchase on Bandcamp, which goes directly to supporting the composers. Dungeons and Doritos is played using the Saga's role game. A universal system designed to allow for unparalleled role-playing and world-building freedom. Find out more at sagasrpg.com. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes and images from Dungeons and & Doritos and there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdy show. You can also find official Dungeons & Doritos merchandise like comics, shirts, stickers and dice bags at nerdyshow.com slash store. Discover more Nerdy Show role-playing and audio dramas on Nerdy Show Theatre and find all of our programming at nerdyshow.com If it's geeky, They've got it covered.
1: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.